0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Grow With Glow podcast. What I'm gonna do in this episode is kind of break down some of what we discussed with Dan Henderson. And what I'm excited about is really kind of breaking down some of the life skills that Dan talked about. Also, some of the things you can do for your performance. Now, when I say performance, I think everybody's an athlete to some degree. In other words, you have to perform at work. You could be a corporate athlete. You have to perform as a teacher. You'd be an educational athlete. There's always an athletic slash performance mindset. And maybe for you it was music, it was art, but the idea is this is a world where we are forced to perform on a daily basis. And because of technology, things are speeding up and performance expectations are going up. What I'd like to do is break down some of the gold with each of the people that I interview over the course of two or three podcasts. And this being the first one, I just kind of want to frame up what the rules are. And basically I want to give you some life skills. I want to give you some of what I heard that helps me when I consult Other doctors and I teach other doctors how to think, but also as a parent, uh, what it is that we do with our children. Sometimes that's alternative. Sometimes it's holistic. It's labeled as all natural. And I'll let you decide for yourself, but some of those gems into how we raise healthy, natural children without the use of pharmaceutical products, pesticides, things in your food, I think are going to be really important as well. And then maybe a third perspective is I am in practice and definition of doctor as teacher, but I also coach my children's sports teams. And this is going to come into play right away with Dan Henderson, because in Hendo's interview, We talk about his performance routine. We're going to talk about and break down some of his dietary requirements, how his workouts were different. I'm also going to give you some science and the research, and I'll even quote some journal articles where you can look into this and read up on it so that it's not just my opinion. It isn't just something that I came up with and got lucky in my household. I want this to be reproducible. And the end game ultimately is you understand performance better and have some conversations and communication with your children. On their performance, on their enhanced training, on kind of filling in the gaps, maybe of what a coach isn't giving them, maybe on what a teacher isn't providing at school, maybe some mindset and some floss to kind of get them thinking in a better way. Because I do believe there's a gap right now for mentors and role models that are pursuing life naturally, healthy, and in a way that really is sustainable. And so... With that being the preframe to a lot of these smaller segments uh, i want to jump right into it because i think that understanding that these podcasts can really be a conversation starter with your children maybe you listen to this in the car and then you discuss what it means but if the original content information is coming from a goat and their sport and the greatest of all time in MMA fighting would be Dan Henderson, or at least considered one of the GOATs. If we can talk to world-class athletes that have made it to the NFL and to professional sports like the NBA, then you've got the opportunity really with proven strategies and modeling successful behavior what your children could do, or maybe some ideas and concepts that if they become their own, you can foster that and really help nourish a healthier future for your children. So, I want to jump right into some of what we heard from Dan. I'll give you some of the science and the research, and I don't intend to do a lot of journal articles, but I will provide some places where this comes from or an avenue for you to research it deeper. In other words, if you want to start reading these things and educating yourself, I think that's one of the best things to do. Um, have intelligent conversations and also have the research to back it up. One of the first things I noticed with Dan was when it came to his trainer, there's a journal article um, in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning, just talking about what makes a great wrestler. And there's really three components. There's maximum oxygen uptake. There's the anaerobic capacity, basically be able to work out when you're winded and flexibility. And some of that, when we were talking off camera, is was a little counterintuitive because Matt Trainer and I, who happens to be a ex-professional baseball player said, well, it would be counterintuitive. I think you do a lot of weight training. And then in one of the later breakdowns, if you listen to Dan's initial interview, you'll hear him say that he could do his whole workout in about 20 minutes because he would just go to exertion, gas himself, do the circuit training that he built for himself. What was really cool is, he was a world champ twice in two different weight categories as a double belt, double champ. He tapped into some things quicker and faster than other people do. And we're going to disseminate that information here, but those three variables that made for a champion didn't include excessive bulk or strength. And so a lot of what I want to point out in these interviews is the counterintuitive information and also the brain to body connection can never be separated and i mean that in life as much as sport so if you are a corporate athlete if you're a classroom teacher if you're what we call an occupational athlete you're a police or firefighter and you've got to perform on a performance basis physically every day you can't separate the brain and the body nor should you try and really if you want to stimulate the brain you've got to get up and move and that stimulates your cerebellum it's going to wake you up so better than caffeine is get up and move around also if you get up and move around right before bedtime, well, you're gonna have a hard time falling asleep. So these things work both ways. And if you do a treadmill run thinking you'll tire yourself out, actually what's more important than the muscles in your body is the brain. And the brain wakes up, and then all of a sudden your body stimulates. So if you can start to harness, and I think that's a key word, to harness the forces, the innate intelligence of your own body, and really start to show your body what it needs to do, this becomes of massive value. And if we can recognize the mental component, so in other words, when Hendo talked about having a negative thought or Matt Trainer mentioned having a negative thought, the step one is to recognize it. Step two, cancel. And then step three, I want to replace it with an ideal thought, and a thought that we'll come to in a minute, which is visualization, um, but also backing that up with a positive emotion. So recognize you've had a negative thought, cancel it, and then replace it with the positive. In other words, for Matt, that would be striking out um, during an at bat. I don't wanna strike out, I don't wanna strike out. Well, that negative command is actually programming your body, strike out. And so you have to recognize it. Oh, I'm in a negative thought pattern, and we all have them. Cancel, and literally you can make an X sound, a beeping noise, whatever you wanna do. X it out, and then you replace it with a positive. I want to get a base hit, I want to get a base hit, as opposed to I don't want to strike out, I want to get a base hit. And Hendo kind of expanded on this when he was talking about watching out for you know, a fighter's overhand right in Japan, and next thing you know is he gets hit with an overhand right. And so a lot of these negative focal points really become the demise of us in our performance. And again, this could be at school, it could be as a college student, um, this could be as an athlete, but for many of you listening, you're entrepreneurs. You own a business, you're the leader, you're the breadwinner, you're the closer, and your performance is super important. So if you find yourself with a negative focal point, you number one, have to recognize it Two, cancel it. And you can physically and out loud say, cancel. And then third, replace it with the positive or the affirmative action and desired result. Get a base hit for Hendo, win the fight, as opposed to watch out, don't get knocked out from this. And I'll get into some of the research on this and why that's important, but one thing I do want to kind of double click on first is this idea that Dan Henderson had his dad as his coach. Now, I've gotten the opportunity to coach both of my sons, one at the high school varsity level, and my younger guy is not yet in high school, but understanding that a parent as a coach is sometimes frowned upon, and I'm on the sidelines as well as on the coaching sidelines and in the bleachers as a parent. And again, I've got a few different perspectives here. This idea that it's daddy ball. You know, someone wants a coach to get their kid playing time. That was never the intent. My intent is through sport to achieve life skills. In other words, what are my core family values I want to impart on my children? And unfortunately, this came from having negative coaches, telling kids what they couldn't do, telling them what they couldn't amount to, how they weren't going to be good, how somewhere in life they were going to have a boss that didn't allow it, that uh, phrases that I hear sometimes from coaches like that's beyond my pay grade. Well, I'm an entrepreneur and I don't think anything's beyond my pay grade. I just think it's beyond my scope of thought. I think it's beyond my imagination. And if I can dream it and see it and I can chunk down steps, you can achieve it. So if this resonates with you and this is what you want your children listening, then lead into these conversations because I have to be honest and I'm going to keep this clean, but there is some bullshit out there that gets programmed into your children's head. Okay. That's the one I'm allowed one mulligan. That was it. Right. Um, but there are some things that will be getting programmed into your kids heads at an early age limitations, self limiting beliefs from teachers, preachers, coaches, parents, and friends that oftentimes we need to undo it. But if we wait till later in life, the damage is done, the undoing is harder. The work to rewire and refire the brain chemistry becomes really difficult. So why not get it right the first time? And more importantly, get it right for yourself, right? So if you can start to rewire and train your brain as to what is the right thing, that this isn't beyond your pay grade, this isn't beyond your scope, that isn't who I am or I'm meant to be, or you can never have this or don't think that, if this resonates with you, then you start to see that there's limitless opportunity. There's an ocean of possibilities. There's opportunity oftentimes that we have to trust these thought flashes that we get and then really lean into it. And that's really what drove me into coaching was just watching too many negative influences being programmed into the limiting belief in the subconscious and the psyche of not just my own children, but my kids' friends. And so I wanted to be a voice of positivity and also have an experience playing Division One lacrosse, speaking from experience and knowing, hey, there's a better way to do this. So if you are a parent and you're thinking about coaching your kids, do it. It could be one of the best experiences. Be careful what you say and what you put in because it will become part of their subconscious. Eliminate negative talk for yourself. Recognize it. Cancel it. Replace it with a positive. And when you get good at self, then you can start doing this for your children. And when you get really good at doing it for your children, things like brushing their teeth and taking showers on time, then you're fit to be a coach and lead a team. Said differently, rule number one in leadership is lead yourself. And you have to honor the commitments with yourself. You have to be in integrity with what you say you're gonna do with your own innate intelligence. Number two, you can lead another, which would be your children. And then number three would be a group, which ultimately becomes a team. And I think if you get really good at that, what I've been blessed to do is to then lead a community and that's step four uh, community leadership, meaning you have people that trust you as a group, as a tribe. I not only run a chiropractic practice where I'm a leader in that community recognizes a natural health and wellness expert in Southern California in that community. I'm anti pharma. I don't like their products. I think they're looking more for profits than they are for cures. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to get a healthy dose of that. I just don't think that everything that they do is in the best interest of the patient. It's also, It's oftentimes in the best interest of the bottom line. Take it for what it's worth. I want to be honest and upfront what you're in for. And then recognize when you do these things, you've got the ability to start to coach and shape that. So kind of where this comes from is having the special attention as a parent or a coach. Um, This actually came from the Research Quarterly for Exercise and Sport. I believe it was in 2005. Um, The authors are Weiss and Fretwell, and basically what they talked about is being a parent And coaching your own children you can have advantages to that because you have insight to the child you have understanding what goes on off the field it could also create some special attention not in the way of favoritism but special attention in the sense that you can go out and do extra reps you can go out and do extra things now my kids have played on travel sports teams probably no different than you when we were younger that's what we called them now they're called club teams And oftentimes that requires us living on the West coast to go to the East coast. And I believe you got to make the journey part of the fun. So a philosophy of life, I want you to get from this podcast, a philosophy of life is happiness. Isn't a destination. Happiness isn't a place we're going to get to like when we win the championship, then we'll be happy. No, happiness is the way happiness is the way to do things in the airport, on the airplane, when you have a crabby flight attendant, you make it funny for your child. You create good memories in the hotel. Whether they scored a goal or not has no consequence in how you look after them and how you take care of them off the field. And if you're blessed to be a coach, do it. Go for it. Because it's not about happiness as a destination. Happiness is when we hold up the trophy. Happiness is when we win the championship. The truth is, if you want to win more championships in life and as an entrepreneur, Happiness is the way, make it fun. So I'm gonna pose this question to you. For those of you that are leaders, managers, entrepreneurs, what is your default personality? In other words, what is the default personality when you do things on a day-to-day basis? And I'll save you the mystery with mine, it's playful. Now I can get focused, I can be super strict, and I can get pissed off, but my default personality is playful. I want it to be fun. So also in life with your children and for yourself, metaphors are important. So if the metaphor is this is a war, every day is a battle, you got to go to the office, you got to fight. If your metaphor in your business as an entrepreneur is this is a game, well, then what are your scoreboards? What's the score? What do you keep in track of? And ultimately performance for me is about a metaphor for life. So if your children play sports, understand it's not whether or not they win or lose, or they get the all American title and my children have, it's really about, are they enjoying the process? And what is the metaphor that you're working with him for your business? If it's playful and fun, you're more likely to win more championships, be more profitable. And these are some parallels that I see between sport and life. But again, I want to give you some things that are huge. Welcome to Grow With Glow, the show where we explore ways to stay healthy naturally and grow your influence. Today's episode is brought to you by Element, the clean salt electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. There's no sugar, just the essentials for optimal hydration. Whether you're an athlete, busy professional, or just someone who wants to stay hydrated, Element is designed for you. So what sets Element apart? Well, it's the science-backed formulation. You see, Element is created by experts who understand the importance of electrolytes like sodium, potassium, and magnesium in maintaining proper hydration and supporting overall health. These electrolytes are crucial for muscle function, energy, and anything that makes uh, Element stand out is its commitment to real, clean ingredients. You won't find any artificial sweeteners or flavors in here. Element is keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, and suitable for a variety of dietary preferences. And here's the best part. For our listeners, Element has a special offer. Your first purchase through the website and the link below in the show notes will get you an offer where a complimentary package is sent with the purchase of your first item. So again, use the link in the show notes, and when you make a purchase, you will get a complimentary pack at no extra fee. You're gonna enjoy it. And again, it's paleo and keto friendly, keeping you hydrated. Huge. One of the vehicles that you can get there and be more successful, however, you define success, would be discipline. Matt Trainer is married to Misty May Trainer, Olympic gold medalist, beach volleyball player. They've been patients in my chiropractic practice for years. Matt Trainer mentioned, and we discussed this with Hendo, there are two pains in life. Just like there are two pains in his sport and two pains in Hendo's sport and two pains in whatever sport your kids are playing, your nieces, your nephews. There's a the pain of discipline and there's the pain of regret. The beautiful part of the pain of discipline is you're earning your stripes and it's going to elevate your confidence. If you're putting in the work, you're doing the reps, there is the pain of discipline, which kind of coincides with what we talked about the first step in leadership in that you have to honor the things you say you're going to do. If I tell myself I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., it's painful. It sucks. But Hendo said if we had a late night out and his dad was his coach, his dad said we still had to do yard work. We still had to get things done. We had to find a way to make it happen. So we could do both. But the pain of discipline is you're still going to put your feet on the floor at 5 a.m. What also was really good about how Dan's father was a coach for wrestling and a coach for life, two of the same, was that ultimately – He was teaching him the pain of discipline is the way to success. The pain of discipline was really what helped Dan win championships and win the belt. It was part of who he is because ultimately, discipline equals self-control. And there's a journal article, if you want to look it up, it's from the journal Brain Plasticity which really references and resources and talks a lot about your changing brain and how your brain's able to learn new skills and acquire new information and even pick up new sports and movement patterns because this thing called neoplasticity of the brain, the plasticity means your brain's able to adapt and learn new information. Information plus the experience is what makes champions. You have to rep the right way in your body to do this. But again, this is transferable to your business. You've got to get into good, healthy habits. You've got to honor the commitment to yourself. And self-control with a greater exercise performance usually means you're going to have an adherence to the plan, meaning you're going to do those things repeatedly. Because after a while, what you'll recognize, a common thread that I've done with podcasts here, interviews in my practice, talking to patients. I've gone to the Olympics. I've gone to NBA games with patients of mine. There's a common thread through there and that, When they do the reps and they're committed, they're disciplined, they enjoy the pain of discipline, there's an adherence to the plan. And ultimately what happens is they get the results they want because they start to enjoy the process. Look, it wouldn't be so far-fetched to start taking notes in some of these podcasts I'm going to drop for you. I'm a a consultant to hundreds of chiropractors all over the world, and this idea that if you enjoy the process, you'll get more of the results. You see, a lot of people want to look good in the mirror, but they don't enjoy going to the gym. They don't enjoy working out. You know the best workout in the world? This is worth its weight in gold right here. The best workout for everybody listening, and I want you to make note of this, the very best workout that oftentimes people don't talk about for physical exercise, to burn the most calories, to get the most out of it, is something that I wish more journal articles talked about. And it's not a specific workout. It's the workout you love because you see, if you enjoy the process, you're going to get more of your result. And it's a perfect illustration of what do you enjoy doing? If you enjoy walking, you're going to do more of it. If you enjoy rusty weights and going to the gym at 5 a.m. when it's cold, then you're going to do it. So in business, in life, and with whoever you're mentoring, your children, your nieces, your nephews, find a way to enjoy that part of it. Find a way to enjoy the process, even when it sucks. And you could play some games where you discipline yourself and you go in and you find a way to love the treadmill or a bike or a pool. And nobody says that there has to be work and workout. Make it exercise. What do you enjoy doing? If you enjoy walking in the woods and listening to a podcast, then that's your workout. That's your exercise routine. If you enjoy walking your dog, well, that becomes yours. You'll go for longer walks. So find the thing you love. Find the thing that you enjoy doing. That's the secret to health. That's also the secret to success. Because there are things you're going to need to do in your business or as a leader that oftentimes will get you a desired result. And the greater the exercise performance and adherence to that plan, the more often you're gonna be successful. And this has to do with discipline. One of the cool things is um, we talked about self-control and it talks about that in this particular article. Um, one of the things Matt said is when you are disciplined and you have self-control, you can pause and enjoy the moment. And there's a couple of times Matt Trainer talks about enjoying the moment, getting up to the plate, and then just connecting bat to ball and hitting a home run, even though he was known for his defensive prowess as a catcher, uh, this moment of pause. Hendo talked about being loose, walking into the ring, high five, and enjoying the moment, because I did the work. I was ready, I was cool, I was chill. And if you didn't get that vibe, he's chill in life. But Henderson, Hendo, now runs small businesses. He's in the process of starting up a brew pub and a distillery He does fight nights every 90 days. I get to go out there as an acting chiropractor and adjust the fighters, but I'm also watching the progress every 90 days of his business, his restaurant, his brew pub, his distillery that's going to come out, of course, by the name of Hendo. So I want you to kind of pick up on the the theme here that we're going to cross between performance, sports, and business. We're going to cross between sport, and parenting and family skills. I want to cross between this idea of performance and joy and happiness. And that's really why I wanted to do this podcast is I want to put the spotlight on some really friggin' cool people that ultimately have achieved massive success in their life. I want to unpack some of the secrets that they've done and then do these in-between podcasts where I'm going to tell you what I heard. And one of the cool things is with discipline and something that I think applies in particular to business owners, is the easiest percentage in life is 100%. And if there is nothing else I learned from Dan Henderson, he was 100% committed to his workouts. He was 100% committed. Even when he blew a disc in his neck, he herniated a disc. While he landed on day one in Russia to train, he stayed and competed two days for the next three months because he was committed. I mean, the level of pain, I can't even understand. Some of what I'm going to cover on the next podcast was his affinity for chiropractic care and simply the fact that he applied to chiropractic school, I think might blow your mind, but I'll break down some of these things too And that the easiest percentage in life is 100%. If you are 80% committed to your spouse, it's probably not going to go well, right? It's a 100% commitment. So again, this crossover between business, life, And sport is going to be really apparent. One of the other articles I want to cover is uh, long-term sustainability for athletes in multi-sports. Something that came out of the Journal of Sports Sciences just talked about the fact that younger childhood athletes that played multiple sports basically had a foundation of athleticism to draw from. And athletes that ultimately focus too soon, which we're seeing a lot of, they become one-sport athletes too early, eight, nine, 10 years old, oftentimes it doesn't lead to a sustainability for the athlete because they burn out. It's just too much. But also if you develop them in some other arenas, and I'm going to say this is an opinion, not a scientific article, but that particular article is a journal of sports science. It was in 2021, um, and it's from Barth and Gulich that wrote this. Um, Just understanding that people that play multiple sports usually have a greater longevity. My guess would be because playing sport is fun. They're enjoying the process through the process. And then ultimately what can happen is you have more athleticism to draw from. And when you do, then you focus in on that single sport. The way I've done it in my household with my children, I've got four athletes. They played multiple sports all the way through eighth grade. When they got to high school, they focused on the solo sport. Um, And you can decide for yourself. But a lot of times, At that level is when you start talking about collegiate sports and being recruited and things like that. So it probably is a good time to hone in. But when I say multi-sport, I don't just mean two, I'm typically talking three or more. And it could be as simple as putting them in a summer camp for a week in a different sport. There's great value in chunking things down and being a student again. I'm going to say that again, there's great value in being a student again and putting Your children in a sport, they're not exactly dominant or comfortable. And really where I want to parallel this is for you. If you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, what is the new thing you're learning? Because when you humble yourself and you're not the boss and the driver and you are forced to slow down to learn a new skill, I think you're going to see life through a different lens. It forces you to use different parts of your brain. It's going to get you out of a stress response. And ultimately, into the forebrain, or what we call the CEO functions. Now, I'll cover more on this in a little bit, but I did mention the visualization of sports. And again, I think it's a metaphor for life that if life is a sport, we're just playing a game, keeps you happy. If this is a war, every day is a battle, you go in, you pick up the phone at the office, and you gotta fight. That's not fun. So understand your visualization of your ideal day, your visualization of your ideal week is something you also control. There's a citation, The Effects of Visualization and Guided Imagery in Sports, that talks about this idea that if you visualize the ideal self, you're more likely to have it. Hendo said, people thank me still to this day for knocking out Biz Bing, who was cocky, arrogant, and talking trash. He said, nobody enjoyed it more than me, but I saw that in my head multiple times before I dropped that right. We had some really cool conversations off camera. We had some really cool conversations outside of the ring. I still go to his ranch in Temecula every 90 days and adjust his fighters, but I'm greeted with a warm hug, a big high five. He's a huge proponent of natural health care in his center in Temecula. Not only does he have a brew pub and a distillery, but he's also got a hyperbaric chamber. He also helps athletes complete recovery who've had concussions. He's into natural health himself, and yes, he did submit an application to chiropractic school and was accepted. The only thing that derailed that was he won a prize fight, got excited by being in the ring, and wasn't ready yet to be a doctor of cause, or as we say, a doctor of chiropractic. Hey, my next episode, I'm gonna jump into some things that I think are really important as far as um, getting yourself into rhythms, what patterns you can create so you can go into the cognitive um, mindset where it's basically not something that is brain powered but it's body-powered. And again, brain and body being connected means it's automatic, it's autonomic. You don't have to think about it, but just getting yourself into these routines that are self-sustaining, self-driving. We're going to talk about some of the things that Henderson mentioned with the benefits of natural health care and some of the downside of approaching your health in what we would call a traditional way. There's toxins in food, there's toxins in lifestyle, what stress can do to you the importance of eliminating inflammation. I'm gonna go through some studies that I think everybody needs to be cognizant of and some real simple things you can do at home for no cost or low cost because that's gonna be a huge part of this podcast too. How do we bring you no cost, low cost, natural solutions of things you can do? And he also talked about a low T count. In other words, low testosterone. So I wanna give you some things you can do, some actionable steps that will benefit your performance and anybody else you wish to share them with. Hey, my name is Dr. Brad Glowacki. I'm excited to bring you Grow With Glow and some exciting things we will be covering also inside the Dan Henderson episode. We're going to break that down next week. I'll see you there.